Hey, what's going on, everyone? This is Eric from the Bad Rhino Local Podcast, and I'm joined today with Tyler, who is the Director of Development at Family Service of Chester County. How you doing, Tyler? I'm good. Good to be here. Yep. Good to have you here. We met at a uh, event in Westchester, and I just wanted to sit down here, take the time, and start off with letting you discuss a little bit about what you guys do at Family Service of Chester County. Yeah. So Family Service uh, is a human services nonprofit. You know, I think plain and simple, we help give folks their life back. Uh, we we have folks that deal with um, issues uh, that, that that from across the board, and like I said, we help them um, get their life back. And so we do that through uh, mental health services, medical case management, uh, family strengthening programs, transportation, and housing. So a good example of that is, uh, say someone is uh, lower income, they have crippling anxiety, and there's just nowhere for them to receive services. And so maybe that anxiety prevents them from having a job or limits their their social exposure. So we're the place that they can come, because one of our key um our key goals is to reduce the barriers to entry, which one of them is the financial barrier. So they can come to us, they can receive services um, for sometimes as low as $5 a session, um, if not free, if that's the truth, that's truly the the the, the um, thing that would hold them back would be the financial piece. And uh, so we can work with them. We can get them connected to other services that maybe we don't provide or we do have other services that they might benefit from as well. And then that will allow them to be uh, to work through those things and, and to have their life back and maybe to find employment or to get connected to a, uh, a new relationship or um, get, get involved in a, a community. So that's just one practical way we do things. Uh, last year, we served... 1,400 clients throughout Chester County. And like I said, that ranges from the whole whole wide variety, uh, variety of programs. And I think that uh, just a key theme of what we do is that um, we just meet people where they're at and we help them connect better to their community, connect better to themselves, connect better with their families. And we just do that in a variety of ways and platforms. No, that's awesome. And I appreciate you kind of jumping into the services because that was kind of my next question here. And I wanted to highlight three of them, which is the counseling, the case management, and then the uh, youth services and family programs. So could you tell us a little bit about those three programs, if you could? Yeah, so we'll start with counseling. Counseling is our anchor program. In 1947, as veterans were coming home from World War II, the landscape of family life and in different society was changing, right? So we had folks that needed these support systems and that was the the start of it was to provide counseling um, in, in, in the 40s and then obviously into the 50s until now. And so that's kind of been our anchor program uh, that most people know us for. And we do that in a variety of different capacities from individual counseling, uh, family, we work with the Kennett Consolidated School District. So we have five different counselors or therapists within that district to, to work with kids uh, and then their families. And then also we do, we've done different things over the year. We've worked with high conflict 
divorce. We've worked with just different groups of people that might need counseling services. And one of our goals, like I said, is to keep it as low cost as possible. And uh, that's where we do a significant amount of fundraising and work to raise capital because counseling is expensive and it is, uh, and it can be a long-term process. And we want to make sure we're committed long-term, not just uh, for the folks that might, um, you know, we, we don't want them to come and then not be able to receive services for as long as they need it. So, so that's what we're about with the counseling service. And I think, believe right now we have around 10 counselors on staff and, uh, and that's changed over the years, obviously, but, but that we're trying to grow that program continually. The second one, I think you said was the case management and that, that can vary depending on the program. We have a few different ones. Uh, one of the the case management is is with HIV aid clients and it's called Project One and it started in 1990 and it works with folks who have HIV AIDS and they have a medical case manager to ensure that they have access to the right doctors, that they are have access to the right uh, pharmaceutical uh, drugs, make sure that they have housing. So we also provide housing vouchers. And we work with um, the AIDS office of Philadelphia, the AIDS coordinating office of Philadelphia, excuse me, to make sure that the, those folks kind of get what they need. And it's a really great program. We have about 110 clients in it, and they have support groups. They have different, uh, we have a dietitian that we work with, and we just do different things to, to, to keep them um, on the right track, keep them healthy, and uh, the right support because of the stigma that can come with it. And the kind of the social um, um, problems that, that that some folks might have with it or in the past. And, and I think we're working to get those folks integrated into their community and to feel like they can kind of have some agency of their life. So that's a really awesome program that's doing, been doing great for work for, like I said, since 1990. And then we also have other social workers that do case management. We have a program called the Exchange Club Family Center. And that is a, a, it's a child abuse prevention program, but really it's a lot more than that. Ultimately, it's the goal is to strengthen families. Um, it, there's, there's almost two comp- components of it. Um, it's like a short-term goals and then the long-term goals. The short-term goals have to do more with making sure that the family is safe, making sure that they have a roof over their head that they have food to eat, that they have internet in the house, that there's just those basic essentials, kind of making sure that the family is is intact and just connecting to different resources, building that relationship. And then once that family is, is involved and they have a plan of action, then the case managers can start talking about more longer-term goals and you know, um, things that they can work on to strengthen the family, um, age-appropriate discipline techniques, um, possibly better housing, better employment, education, those sort of things. So there's there's the first short-term intensive part and then and then the long-term planning goals and uh, making sure the family is, is, is thriving in that capacity. And, uh, you know, families that are safe, families that are strong, there's less child abuse. There's less problems, you know, in the house, and, and that's what they're working with. And uh, and they work with the uh, Department of Children, Youth, and Families, 
and it's a prevention program that really helps uh, keep folks out of the system and intact. And it's always better when the families are are intact. And then also, we we have done things. Um, we have a a family. Um, we have a prevention department that works with families, and they do family strengthening programs. Um, in different schools and different community centers throughout Chester County as well. So it's not technically a case management, but they do work with families and they do provide evidence-based programs which um, work with families to, com- to, to to strengthen their communication, strengthen their their um, their relationships with the children and the in the in the parents, and they ultimately create a better atmosphere, less problematic behaviors. And ultimately, just a better outcome for families in general. And uh, we also offer that in Spanish and in English as well. So the, the the Hispanic population, especially in Southern Chester County, has been a huge has been a huge push for us, just because the need is great. Uh, and it's also there's a great need when it comes to you might have families who are multi. Uh, some some folks might be first generation Americans, and other folks might become here later in life. So so maybe the parents might not speak English and the kids speak English. And, you know, when the kid's been in school for five or six years here, they're integrated into the, you know, to the American school system where the parents might not really have that cultural understanding. So 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 we break them up into two groups. Uh, the parents have a, their own facilitators. They have their own programs and the kids have their own. And then after um, each session or weeks, they, they come together and they, they talk about what they've learned and that allows them to, to communicate a little bit better, and uh, and that's that's been a really fruitful program. So, um, so the 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 case managers are have their hands filled, and it's uh it's it's cool to see families come together, and uh, you know take some time out of their weeks, to 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 you know get off the phone, get off the couch, TV, and just to spend time together. And 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 I think that's that's what the kids and the the parents are going to remember the most. And I were proud to be part of that. Absolutely. And it's a great mission, too, for Chester County, Westchester area, too, to just kind of spread the word around there and just get this out to people. And, you know, starting back in 1947, right, when you guys started and through the years, there's been a lot of changes recently with COVID and different stuff like that. How has that kind of changed and kind of morphed uh, your business and who you help? Yeah, COVID was a interesting time period for us. You know, we did have to pivot like most folks had to, but thankfully with the infrastructure that we had and the team that we had, it was a, it was actually a smoother transition than I think most nonprofits experience. So we have a, a, a different revenue streams. We have different contracts. We have just different ways that we raise funds, which is crucial in that time period, such as COVID because many nonprofits might have had us had one event or a gala that they raised a significant amount of funds and we didn't have a single event like that so we were able to pivot in a way that um, that still provided access and for us a really interesting antidote so counseling most it was always done in person right uh, it was always done in the office or at one of our five satellite locations. So we transitioned to online counseling and, and uh, you know, I think at first the counselors were a little bit hesitant and I think everyone was a little hesitant, right? But we have found over the, over the time period that it is actually more beneficial to our mission 
to provide online uh, counseling, virtual counseling than it is in person. We still provide in-person counseling if it's needed or if it's wanted or, you know, whatever, whatever the particular situation is. But we have found that when it's virtual, um, one of the problem, one of the, the problems that we're trying to solve is that to remove um, barriers to access. And what's a barrier to access? Transportation. You know, if you're a single mom and you're working two jobs and you don't have a car, getting to our office for counseling might be a, it might be a challenge. You know, you have to take the bus and then walk and this or Uber or whatever maybe. Whereas now you can just pick up your smartphone or your tablet or computer or whatever whatever you have, and you can do it. You can you know you can receive that counseling, and so our our our, our you know the rates of actually folks attending um, sessions have gone up, which is really neat. And then also it might have during the pandemic when there was maybe say parents were working from home or they were unemployed or whatever 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 the situation may be. Parents that might not have been actually in, used to be involved in the counseling process might have been involved in it as well, just because you could zoom them in or whatever, whatever, whatever the situation is. So there was lots of different upsides to the to the uh, or bright bright moments that you could find within COVID that uh, that really helped, um, and I think that kind of gave us that new perspective. So I think for us it was we looked at it as a challenge, we looked at it as how can we still serve and provide the same level of service just in a different atmosphere or a different environment? And thankfully for us, we can provide a service that people needed, right? Anxiety was up during the pandemic. Uh, stress was up. There was just lots of different things. And so for our programs, our, our family strengthening programs, our counseling programs, those are all things that were like really needed. And people had some time that may, they say, you know what? Maybe this is something we can do now that we don't have to do X, Y, and Z, and and it was something that was really beneficial. So you know, we we obviously had our challenges, like any any organization business, but uh, I think with with a unique mindset and just kind of that that spirit of like, hey, we're gonna get it done, and the goal is to provide incredible care, regardless of the situation. You can make it work, and you know, you find that silver lining um, in, in that situation. Business owners and marketing professionals in the Philly area, Bad Rhino takes the overwhelm out of digital marketing. With tailored digital marketing services, from social media management to SEO and PPC advertising, our expert team navigates the complexities of the digital ad space for your business. Let Bad Rhino lead you to success. Visit badrhinoinc.com and let's take your business to new heights. Bad Rhino, we do digital marketing so you don't have to. Tyler, you kind of hit on my next question too with how you guys raise money and how you guys get donations. I saw on your website something about like a poker night. Um, that was a couple months back. But talk to me a little bit about what you guys do to raise money, get donations. And then um, my next question too, but I'll add it in here too, is another thing you guys do to help people actually get transportation um, to the different services that you offer. I believe it's called yeah. Zoom. So Yeah, so, so, so our fundraising strategy is we we do have different revenue streams. We do have local uh, contracts with the local county governments to provide certain services. And so some of those have been longstanding. Some of those are new. So 
So our programs do adapt. We always try to stay on mission, but sometimes, hey, we there's a huge need in Southern Chester County and there's this project that we can be part of. We're going to go after it, right? But um, so we do have contracts. We do have private donors that, that, that we do our annual campaign, our giving campaigns and different, different things of that capacity. Uh, we, we've had events over the year as well. This year, we did do our poker event. We're going to plan in our poker event uh, next year, 2024, in, the, in February sometime. And that's a really cool event because the winners can walk away with some cash. It supports us. It's just a fun day. It's different. It's unique. And so we've done different things like that where we've had you know fundraising uh, events. But we don't have anything huge that, that, that we, like I said, we rely on. And then obviously, we do grants. We work with businesses sponsorships, those, those sort of endeavors as well. And then, so our zoom program has, that was the one program that COVID really disrupted, right? So we had the realization a couple years ago that, you know, transportation is a huge problem in Chester County. And there's a huge population of people that were retired that were willing to drive people right to medical appointments or just different things that were like really necessary. Not like, Hey, we're just going to take you to the mall for the day, but you have an eye appointment. You have a doctor's appointment. You have a, say you need to get to the um, social security office, something of that, of in, in, in that realm. So we started this program called zoom, which obviously this was before everyone hopped on zoom during the pandemic and it connected folk drivers. Like I said, mostly a lot of them were retired folks, but, um, but just, you know, we had drivers that would connect with our clients that needed rides for medical reasons and, and some other things. And it was great. It was really awesome. But then as COVID hit, like I said, um, you know, being in close contact with people at first, people did not feel comfortable with that. And especially the older population, that was something that they did not feel comfortable with. So, so we have partnered with uh, CVIM, which is... Um, volunteers in medicine uh it's like a um a clinic and they they do different um medical uh, procedures and and, and and things in that capacity and so we partnered with them because most of our clients were going to their program anyway so one of our uh program directors for zoom they work with them they coordinate things and, and they make it all happen so so we've kind of outsourced it a little bit just because, it, you know, our focus has changed. And I think that's that's a really awesome thing about family service. And I think that most nonprofits or businesses, if they could take one thing away from what we do, I mean, learning to kind of remove your ego and say what's truly best for the community and how do we help others, I think that uh, I think that, that will – show how authentic you are and that'll help you in the long run. And uh, I think for us, that was a really good opportunity for us to say, you know what, we still are committed to this, but right now it's just not something that, um, that we're going to devote energy to, but there's another partner organization that, that wants to kind of take it over and we can uh, help assist them and still, you know, do some of the uh, behind the scenes work. But, it gives them the opportunity to to meet a, a vital need, and um, and still and still help help a lot of people. 
Absolutely. It's all about helping the community, right? Whether it's you guys or, you know, you might have to outsource a few things to get a little help here and there, but everyone needs help and all that stuff. But um, talking about yeah, the community, yeah. knowing, knowing what you do well and knowing what you don't do well is, is very important because I, there's always a need. There's always going to be a need that someone is going to ask you to fill. And if you can do other things well, they're going to ask you to do this, but that might not be something you can do well and understanding your limitations and understanding where where you should be working and what you shouldn't be doing. And uh, and then also giving other folks who have those skills and those those relationships to say, hey, that's, you know, that's an organization that is doing incredible work. They can expand at that capacity. I love it. I love it. So talking about the community a little bit, we met at the uh, Westchester, one of the events out there, Westchester Chamber of Commerce. And I just want to hear from your own words what that community is like in the culture that they built around the Chamber of Commerce over there and Katie, the president, who we've had um, actually on our first or second episode here. So tell me a little bit about that community as a whole and the networking group. So we are newer to the Chamber. We've been in Westchester, obviously, for for 75 years, but we are newer to the Chamber. Um, But it is there's they have lots of opportunities to to meet uh, local businesses, local uh, nonprofits, and you know, for us, it, it, just learning, uh, learning who's out there, and getting to know those people on a, on a personal level is really important in the work we do, because uh, everyone has a different skill set, and I think that uh, sometimes nonprofits and local businesses and things things. Uh, organizations will just think they just want your money. And while nonprofits do need your financial support, then that's very important. Uh, they also do need your support in terms of what are you good at? What can, you know, what kind of services you provide, potential board members, um, awareness, those sort of things. And uh, and I think for us, just real, just kind of keeping those, keeping the goodwill and, and understanding, like I said, when you, you know, if you can help the community, if you can help, add to value to it uh, everyone wins and so i think i think they've done a great job of connecting people and uh and really showing the power of of when you can when you can add value to a community um you know everyone will win and that's that's how you um you know make sure that people are um, looking out for one another and supporting those who support you i love it awesome man so let's wrap it up here tyler um, where can people find more information about Family Service of Chester County, um, social media, website, and all that good stuff, possibly get involved, donate, or even volunteer some time? Yeah, so our website is www.familyservice.us, and our social media handles is at Family Service uh, CC, so that's two Cs. Uh, we're on Instagram, Facebook. And you, we have, we do have a YouTube channel as well. You just type in on on the um, search bar, Family Service of Chester County. So go to our website. You can sign up for our monthly newsletter. It has lots of good information. We don't spam you. We don't sell your stuff, and we actually provide value in those monthly emails. And that's a great way to just to learn about who we are, how we are continually um, impacting the community. And then, uh, obviously, if you are looking to to donate, if you're looking um, to get involved, you can reach out to me. My email um, is tchingaris at familyservice 
us, and I'm assuming Eric can uh, put that in the show notes. And yeah, we'd love your support, and uh, we're always looking for new creative ideas and uh, just to meet people and to connect. And yeah, we're 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 open to to ideas, and we would just love to get to know more people. Awesome. Yep. Tyler, I will definitely add all those in the show notes. People can go check you out and email you if they have any interest. Um, I appreciate you jumping on this with me and explaining more about what you guys do. And I will definitely see you at more events in the Westchester Chamber of Commerce down the road. Sounds great.